Craft Beer Radio, episode 409, on January 15th, 2017. And welcome, all you plumbers out there in your 409. <laughs> it's a These stretch, guys yeah. didn't, didn't, a uh, didn't know the 409 uh, plumber connection. I thought it was interesting. Uh, hi, I'm Greg. Jeff. And with us is... Nick. And we have uh, some more New England beers and uh, a beer that was presented to us from, uh, from a brewer. That's what we got. Okay, so you did the notes. So what do we start? What style do we start with? Uh, well, um, I say we start with the Fort Hill Farmers Fresh. Okay. So this is a uh, a Kolsch that's super hot. They call it a session IPA. Oh, of course. Because why not? So uh, I don't know if you're familiar, Nick, with the Kolsch. Yeah. But how a Kolsch is brewed? Uh, maybe not. Jeff will fill you in. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Put your phone down, man. You're on the show. I, he's, I'm he's pulling out my notes. Oh, he's Thank untapping you. it. Yes. All right. Uh, so uh, Kolsch is a German-style ale. Yes. But, I know that. So it uses the ale yeast, but tr- a traditional Kolsch, and really not saying anything about the production methods of Fort Hill, but traditional one will be, um, after it's fermented, it will be cellared, cold-conditioned, mm-hmm. and it kind of causes the yeast to kind of lager and clean up the flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, so that typically you don't have as many esters in it as you would in like an American ale or something like mm-hmm. that. But Lagering means cold conditioning. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it doesn't necessarily refer to the yeast, although at this point usually it does refer to the yeast. But this is actually basically a lagered beer made, lagered beer made with ale yeast. Um, however... This they put a whole bunch of hops into it, according to them. So, five percent alcohol by volume, forty IBUs. Oh, what's general <coughs> session IPA? So session IPA is for percentage of alcohol. It's generally lower. It, so it's interesting because session IPA is sort of its own style now, as opposed to we talked about this before. I have this, I had this hang up about it for a while. I've moved on, uh, but he moved he, on to Rogue One. <laughs> yes, it used to be that that. Um, You'd consider a sessional beer, a beer that was like 4% or under, um, maybe 4.5. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because yeah. this is 5%. Mm-hmm. So they, so brewers started to make so-called session IPAs. And they are really IPAs that are have much less of a malt backbone but are very hoppy. So they're kind of like, they're kind of like pale ales without a lot of malt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that is now what's called a session IPA. I've seen session IPAs five point five or something. No. So I'm not sure if I go with that exact description. It, they're still trying to keep the alcohol level down. You know, your typical IPA is going to be around six point five. Six, yeah, six, maybe seven. maybe trying to give you an IPA's worth of flavor in a beer that is, in this case, what five percent? Five percent. So they're trying to be less alcoholic than average. Yeah. But some brewers don't stick to that four, four and a half percent session um, range, which is generally accepted. Mm-hmm. So the color of this is a uh, golden amber. It's very clear. It smells great. 
It does. So let's see what the if there is any date on this. Like I said, these were all very fresh. So the aroma. Yeah, while you're one. looking for that, the aroma on this one, you know, as you smell it, it is it smells very saturated with the hops. It it's mm-hmm. kind of spicy. Oh. You know, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention if Greg had said what kind of hops were in there. No, but they they're on the okay. can. They they're were, on the they're can. On the you know, it, so it seems like a continental hop. You know, it makes sense if they're you know going with a Kolsch. You know, so it's probably like a hollow tower or something like that. Nope, Greg shakes his head. But because of maybe the Kolsch, you know, aroma, the esters, you know, and the saturation of the hop. You know, what I'm smelling is not piney or dank or anything but what i'm smelling is kind of a spicy zing it makes you think of like a, a, a imperial pills or something like that never seen all the ingredients before on here on a on a can it's interesting uh then it's actually put out in the four ryan heights good ingredients um so the uh they put american ale yeast they have uh estefan massachusetts water i think that's what that is it's hard to, to hear east hampton maybe yeah, no. uh, the malts uh, that utilize are caramel 60 acidulated and pilsen malt and the hops are nugget cascade and summit okay mm. I mean from the aroma you tell me what you're smelling piney okay a little sulfury Okay, see, I was, you know, without the guidance, I was picking up different things on it. I like the flavor on this a lot. So, the the flavor, it's not really, you know, kind of has that session IPA character in it where, you know, there's not a big malt Mm -hmm. flavor up front. The hops kind of take the show. But what there is, is the Pilsner malt does come through a bit. You get some of that kind of... um, crackeriness mm-hmm. or something like that you know it's it's uh, yeah it's, it's crisp it has a mm-hmm. very, crisp very quality crisp that's coming yeah. through uh, which I guess the lagering helps with that because cultures tend to be kind of you know more on the fruity side but it takes sort of the, the fruitiness that comes from ale yeast and makes it feel cleaner mm. <laughs> this is the farmer's fresh from Fort Hill Brewery See, uh, going back to the aroma, though, when you were talking about pulling out those spices, I was <laughs> thinking a little differently about it. I was thinking more like the grassier pines is what I was getting. Okay. And I, I was spending so much time trying to pull out a spicy zing to it. Yeah, I think so I was able to force myself that's almost, that. It's almost a shorthand I was using. Mm-hmm. You know, if you compare continental, like German hops from, you know, against... American hops and mm-hmm. things like that, or English hops, you know, they'll have this kind of spicy zing to it. But the, what is that? You know, it's not really like pepper, but maybe just a touch, you know, maybe it's more like, um, I, I'm trying to think of, you know, um, a similar, do you, have any, do you have anything on, like, what can we say spicy hop? Like, what do we mean? How would, how else would we describe that other than the insider's term of spicy hops? Yeah, um, it's a little um, it's a little sharpness, I suppose, is, is where the spicy component comes from. It feels like it digs in a bit. Um, it's uh, And it can be a little scratchy. 
uh, sort of like um, yeah. I mean, so the scratchy's kind of like a peppery type character mm-hmm. in it, but but not black pepper, yeah, not yeah. white pepper, not alligator pepper, but something that's kind of peppery. You know, I'm trying to think of other kind of wood woodish ground spices that might also relate. And it's kind of f- a kind of fresh, almost mint or mentholated kind of quality in some sense. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not you know like a capsaicin spice or or but it's closer to a pepper spice yeah yeah, yeah. than something else yeah um, can I do a, give you a recommendation you brought the book yeah write down your stuff in the book and, and worry about the the app later uh, that was keeping track of my notes <laughs> I know I know we write down your notes and <laughs> Greg's being very militant about this it's it's distracting. Oh, I apologize. Thing. I'm not Sorry. trying to distract you. <laughs> see, I can't really see him with all the mm-hmm. equipment in the way, so it wasn't distracting me at all. It feels weird, like yeah, looking at his cell phone. It could. I don't know. Like, what? What kind of notes do you have? You darn kids! Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because if you told me, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, then that's useful. Then, then you can go ahead." I was just putting down like a. What I was smelling and flavoring and stuff like that, so that I can speak freely about it a little later. That's why I was saying, yeah, yeah, I would definitely I recommend the that. book for that. Um, somehow that feels right. I don't know why it's bugging me. <laughs> why should it bug me? I, I was gonna say, I, I, I do it every single time I'm yeah. here, too. <laughs> so yeah. I, I enjoyed that. It had um, a different character than your average. Session IPA. That that cleanness from like kind of the Kolsch and that mm-hmm. crisp Pilsner malt flavor uh, kind of took it in a different direction as you were expecting because, uh, you know, a lot of Session IPAs can tend to be a little... Um, the, the like the the hops in it kind of like a little bit scratchy yeah and it kind of and, like and bowls over the malt and this one comes able to hold its own with the the, the malt was there and it, it almost I, I I like the idea of of doing a kolsch that's really hoppy giving it a name that people approach it because you know you're not going to say oh hoppy kolsch mm-hmm. that's way hoppier than you might expect a hoppier a hoppy kolsch to be you can expect a Session IPA to be that hoppy at at that alcohol level, mm-hmm. and but you're not expecting a session IPA to have that kind of malt character to it. But it's not really a parallel either. It, it's it, it really it, it it runs. It's a very interesting dynamic, and I actually kind of like. I would like to see more, quote unquote, session IPAs that are made in that sort of Kolsch style. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I liked it. Um, now I'm getting kind of grapefruit pithism burping you know but before that i thought it was um you know mostly spicy but you know once you once you once i tasted it i think the pine did come through more than i was getting in the aroma for sure all right so let's go to do you want to go to the saison next or the wheat let's do the wheat okay so this was this has a date on 11 17 this is from bet water this is pearl wheat 5.4% 5.4% alcohol volume, 11 IBU. Um, they say conservatively hopped and aggressively carbonated. Conservatively hopped and aggressively carbonated, huh? Okay, pours a pretty gold color. Super mm-hmm. clear. 
nice head, kind of a shaving cream type head on it. Lots of wheat, um, grassy, grassy wheat notes, dry grass. Yeah, there's um, that wheat spice, you know, grassiness is really dominating the aroma. A little bit of a, like a flower undertone, like a wheat flower. Um, you know, like a, a freshly milled flower undertone. You know, it's it's kind of a weird thing. It's definitely going to be a very vivid description of what I'm getting when I'm scenting it. You know, those those little onions that you those little onion grasses that you'd pluck out of the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like smelling. That kind of interesting. That's why I said it's like very descriptive, kind of. But that that's what I'm. I like it. I, don't, I just not, I'm not getting much of an onion because no, not do not, s- not necessarily the onion bit, like the grass of that. Like, hmm. well, actually, no, probably a little bit of the onion bit with that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What I'm getting is actually, you know, into the flavor, but also back in going back to the aroma now that I've had the flavor, is kind of this vanilla thing. There's almost like this, you know, light vanilla note to it, very creamy body. Mm. Um, it's not a Hefeweizen, not a whipped beer. I would call this one an American wheat, mm-hmm. but it has... Um, it's not it's, hopped it's aggressively. It's not like hopped. I say it's conservatively. Yeah, yeah it's, conser- it's not hopped aggressively, but I think that... <clears throat> The yeast, while not giving you traditional wit beer or Hefeweizen flavors, I think it's providing an interesting take on this beer because it's also not like your traditional American wheat where it's, you know, wheat with, you know, kind of a American ale yeast, mm-hmm. you know, like giving you those traditional esters. I think this is pushing it a lot more vanilla-like, and I'm enjoying this one. Quite yeah, terrible. there's... there's um... The vanilla is is bordering on oaky in in some sense, um, and there is yeah, there's a lot of carbonation to zing you, uh, but it's a very full body with that kind of vanilla flavors. I think, and I'm not really getting a lot of hops, and it's just coming through as a nice uh, a, a nice drinker, really nice drinker. Kind of like imagine like an orange creamsicle without any sweetness and without any orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as I'm drinking this, it's I'm starting to get a little bit more of kind of a pilsner malt or um, lagery type flavor to it. A little, it's getting a little tinny or something like that. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it does, or maybe like a corn type flavor. I'm getting something like that along those lines as I'm drinking this. Hmm. I mean, it, it kind of is making me think of like um, a certain cream ale that I just had. Okay. Um, from Philly. I wish I could remember the name right now. I'll remember it after the show because I'll check my app. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Check your app. Forget, forget my complaining. Go ahead, go back to your app. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have... I'm sorry for bringing it up on the show. That's darn millennials. Uh, I brought it up on the show. <laughs> bringing it back up. Now, no. Now we've distracted from the beer. But no, that, that it's reminding me of a, a certain... Now I feel bad. Cream no, I think... I you know, I, when I first started drinking it, it tasted like this... Wheat beer with this neat vanilla thing, almost like the body of a Hefeweizen, but without mm-hmm. any kind of phenols to it, no banana, but going straight to vanilla. And then as I got halfway through my sample, it started tasting more like a cream ale, a little lagery. I was talking about the corn type flavors, like cream corn, okay, yeah. you know, a little more of a cream corn flavor in there. 
So I kind of got two different, you know, angles of this beard to notice two different things as I was drinking my... I do notice the vanilla going away. I don't really notice it getting corny to me. It doesn't... doesn't I, I wasn't really getting the corny. I was getting... Um... <laughs> but when you think of cream ales, you may not know this, but typically corn is an yeah. ingredient in... in I, I mean, I was thinking more along the line of like the... I don't know. Just for some reason, when it's touching my, my palate, I'm just... I had like a flashback to this cream ale that I just I, had recently. I can see it, especially in in the cream ales that are sort of along the line that I like that like more that have the the cracked. Yeah, I don't really character. like the super creamy corn kind of cream yeah, ales yeah. that a lot of places serve. They're not my. Yeah, we've talked about this before, yeah, you and I, pop. where it, it's you know there there are really two kinds of cream ales out there. In general, there's the <clears> cream ales <throat> that taste like uh, cream corn. Yeah, and the cream ales that taste like. Cracked maize, yeah, and those the cracked mazes are the ones that I'm much more interested in than the, mm-hmm. than the canned cream corn variety. Yeah, I definitely think that the, when I first sipped it, I completely agreed with Jeff that this was just like power vanilla, like that was the strongest yeah. component that I tasted. And then it was there for a while, and it's still there now. It's still very prevalent there, but it's definitely mild out. And I'm getting like a little like tingly from the carbonation. Well, I mean, corn is um, a grass, just like wheat. Yeah, and this you know, is we're talking about the pearl from ben, uh, from Mentwater Brewing. Yeah. And so maybe it's just the grassy qualities that are really coming through. Yeah. The, the beer's not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to sound like oh, it changed or anything. I enjoyed both parts of it. Mm-hmm. I probably preferred the early part. <laughs> I thought that was really yummy, but at the end it was fascinating too. You know, it was more like a, mm-hmm. a cream ale and uh, still very drinkable. I'm curious how. You know, both Nick and I. I don't know if you ended up getting to that point or not. But, not you know, quite cream ale, but I, yeah. I know where you, I, I kind of see it in the in the general area. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, back to something hoppy. Back to something hoppy. CBC. Yeah, let's do that. Cambridge Thanks. Brewing Company presents the Flower <clears throat> Child IPA. <clears throat> I can get my finger underneath the pop tab. Okay, so we have 6.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, hopped and dry hopped with Simcoe, Centennial, Cascade, Antonym, Chinook, and Amarillo. And the scent fills the room. That's a grapefruit and tangerine. Yeah, I'm with you. Grapefruit, tangerine. Um... Some some pininess in there as well. It's so this is a almost toffeeish amber. Very clear, bronze colored. I would say, head fell down pretty quick on it. It's kind of, it's not really piney, but it has like a floral, like a little bit of mm-hmm. yeah, a little like daisy citrusy too. Or... Yeah, the orange blossom. You could say there's some like orange yeah. blossom in there. Mm-hmm. More floral than I expected, based on you know it's yeah. Simcoe, Chinook, Amarillo. I'm not really getting a lot of sulfur notes because it's Centennial Cascade mm-hmm. here too. Atinum, which I th- I'm trying to remember what Atinum was like. Oh, so last week on the show we had that single hopped um, Azaka. Azaka. And it was crazy, mm-hmm. like the flavors we were getting from that thing. And like the next day, we were out, family and I were out at Double Y Grill, and they had the founders of Zaka Single Hopped. 
and it was completely <laughs> different. It was more like, um, you know, like a Simcoe beer or something like that. It was a lot more sulfury and whatnot. So, uh, was that Night Shifts? No, no, the one hop this time was from... Shoot, what brewery was it? It was Night Shift. It was, was it Night I Shift? I believe it was Night Shift, yeah. Yeah, that was... That was really cool. Sadnum is related. Um, they say they call it similar to Cascade or Amarillo, which does, okay. does to be two different, very different hops. But I guess, uh, well, you know, it's like an orangey cap. Yeah, citrus uh, floral character with uh, addition of some piney earth notes. So, yeah. So this one, it, it's mostly citrus. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of. Um, a floral thing, like you said, almost like um, I don't know, like uh, baby's breath or something like that. Baby's breath, the white flowers. <laughs> oh, not like an actual baby. No, okay. no, like the 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 flowers that a lot of people know is called baby's breath. I've literally never heard of a flower called baby's breath. The you know when you get a bouquet of flowers, those little white ball flowers that are in there. Okay. Ah, King's foil. Baby's breath. (laughs) That's a World of Warcraft reference. (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Oh. Isn't there an urban World of Warcraft called King's foil? No. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely has that um, citrus, like... um, power within mm-hmm. it um but it's like it has like a like a sense of like dullness to it and i don't mean that in like a bad like in a bad doll but it's not like well there's a there's a as i'm drinking through my sample the bitterness is building i think maybe what you're saying is kind of that lingering bitterness mm-hmm. is kind of you know this isn't a clean and done beer you know the ibus are building up on my cheeks the back of my tongue yeah and i could maybe that's yeah. how i'm trying to when you when you're saying dullness and you're asking me what could that be to me that's kind of the building bitterness the closest i can tell in terms of flour is kind of dandelionish that's i know i know what that tastes like yeah more or less and so it's sort of along that ed um hey nick i have a question for you hey greg i might have an answer <laughs> do you ever shop on amazon.com oh i do well, have I got something to tell you about Amazon.com? I am excited. You shouldn't go there. Never. No, I need to go to Amazon.com. Backslash. No, no. no. Wrong. 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 I got it wrong. First off, backslashes don't work on like the internet. That's yes, wrong. Yes, they do, because your browser will turn <laughs> on, so don't worry about that. It- but go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. It's, it's starred on my computer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. See, Nick is a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. He made a bookmark where the lo- def- the destination of the bookmark is craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. So he I just clicks it. it. Where does it take you? What do you see when you click on that? Uh, Amazon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I made a funny face. Uh, so when you go to Amazon... Through that link, six uh, percent, maybe more, of what you purchase, that money will go to us instead of to Jeff Bezos. So that's good. 
Yeah. And, and do you not paint anymore? Paying for the same stuff you'd always buy, the same price, and just some of that money goes to us, which we can use to buy new mics, to go on vacations, do all sorts of great things. Greg wants to get these like super duper sure microphones. I do. They you know what great. I need to do when I actually I'm going to do it tonight, and I promise I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to make that my opening browser homepage. Oh, you mm. shouldn't do that. No, well, because I, I shop on Amazon so much, I okay, can sometimes then, then forget to hit that. So if that's the first thing that pops up. How often do you open forget. your browser? I open my browser like yeah. once a month, if that. Uh, I, I'm 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 an well, academic. Right. I'm always on. Well, what I'm saying is, you're always on. Your browser yeah. once it's open, it's open. Oh, I close it out. I have oh. like OCD. I need to see everything closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon. Please support us if you are so inclined. And don't just start and forget to click <laughs> on it. Ooh. <laughs> I back to the beer, which was the uh, CBC, Child. the uh, Cambridge Brewing Company Flower Child IPA. I'm just finishing my sample. It's a good IPA. It was a lot more traditional, yeah. like the Phase mm-hmm. Two type mm-hmm. IPA Bitter, that we're talking about. Um, not not so piney, more, but but the bitterness sort of builds, and um, and that does, I think. You, you call it a little bit of a dullness. It does kind of lead to a dullness on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't saying, like, the beer's dull. I was, I was mm-hmm. trying to express sure. how it was kind of making me taste the flavors of it. Yeah, it definitely built in bitterness, unlike the um, the other, the first hoppy beer that we had. Going to go on to this Cellar West? Yeah, so this West is um, from Cellar West Artists and Nails. They sent us this yes. beer. Uh, Zach Nichols, who... Um, We've met at G- <coughs> you met him in GABF. Yeah, so Cellar West, uh, I did a little bit of research, and um, Zach used to work for Sinitas Brewing, which we've had on the show and done on the show. And, he says as much, yeah. Oh, you got that? And he went to go start his own thing, and I believe they opened in last fall, so they've only been open for... A few months now. Everything you make is fermented in oak barrels with a proprietary wild yeast blend and bottle conditioned. Cool. Yep. Thank you, Zach. So, which beer do we have here? Uh, we have Nick? Westfield. Westfield, that's I right. I should play the Westworld uh, <laughs> music. <clears throat> well, okay, so the beer pour is a very hazy straw color with a large head. <laughs> there we go. This is West, I'm sure there's some West copyright Field problems with that. I'm gonna... world. All right, so yeah. the aroma on this guy is definitely like Brett Barrel Age Saison. There's mm-hmm. no mistaking it on the aroma. So you're getting... So, this is 6.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, the malts that are used are Pilsner malt, Ballad malt, Wheat malt, Flaked oats, Flaked rye, and Acidulated malt. Uh, dry hopped with Peco hops. And uh, fermented in Asian oak barrels for several months. All right. I'm loving the aroma of it. Loving the aroma, yeah. So, yeah, it is, the it's, is it's a little bit funky, a little bit... Like uh, cheese rind, I think, is one of the things that I'm yeah. smelling there. 
A little horsey. A little horse blankety, yeah. Less rope. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, the rope yeah. descriptor, but this is less. This is mm-hmm. more on the on the horse blanket side than the rope side. And, and like all Brett's train, this is also a little dusty. It has that. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's not as like musty as I've smelled on mm-hmm. other. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think beers. it's as stinky as you know what I reserve horse blanket for. No, no. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. like if you were, I've had ones that are much more towards mm-hmm. like just twine, like stuff. Cecil rope or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. This has some of those more, I don't know, alive mm-hmm. aromas. Yeah, yeah. It. And there's, underneath it, there's like some fruits. There's like some pear. Uh, I believe it actually was brewed with pear. It's about, the bottle said that. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, pear and white grape, if I'm recalling correctly. Other side. Oh, those are no undertones. The, oh, the undertones. I just saw something with white yeah. grape and pear. So uh, I'm just recalling from when I read the bottle. Yeah, the, so either Greg and the label writer are on the same wavelength or, probably or his subconscious and, and incorporated yeah, it. I think that's the much more likely explanation. Yeah, so... I, I, I didn't read it, but my brain did. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Well, that's it. You know, you read through the hops, and I'm usually busy pouring and mm-hmm. not really listening to what you're saying. But I'm sure part of me is hearing exactly what yeah. you're saying. So I took a sip, and it my first sip, it seemed a little thin and watery. So I'm warming this thing up. I want this thing to be really open the next time I take that's a sip because it does not feel thin and watery to me. Okay, yeah, I, I all right, great. I'm wrong, but it just seemed like it also seemed a little cold. There right? could so, be some bottle stratification, so, um, and, I, uh, and I hesitate to. I mean, I, I'm fully healed, but I just yeah. I still hesitate to. Well, we still got some here. I can well, I say um, I, I agree here. a little bit on the thinness. Let me, let me top you all off here, but not so much the wateriness. I think it was probably more of a, a temperature of that first sip. But now we all got the bottom of the bottle, mixing in the good bits. Thank you. And we just bought a mission so DK. See, I, I just, I, I like the way this beer just even looks. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, is... it has like, you, you mentioned um, creamsicle earlier, mm-hmm. and this head just looks like the cream off a of creamsicle. At least like, look like mine does. Like, it is just so white and frothy. It looks like mm-hmm. I just made a cappuccino, uh, just the frothiness of it. And I, I love that. The beer itself kind of looks like a whiskey sour. It is, it's <laughs> super hazy. Yeah, like yeah. this just looks like something I want to just drink. Yeah, so I want to step back immediately and say, yeah, my last two sips are not watery. Mm-hmm. It was just that first thing where the beer is probably still too cold, mm-hmm. and it just the coldness kind of you know numbed the expansion of flavors. Uh, but what I'm getting now is, it's kind of like a. Tart peach or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're getting uh, like a maybe just like an underripe peach. You bite into it where it's kind of still tart. Still, you know, I'm getting those kinds of flavors. I, I like the call on the label of white grapes. That's a it's a good call. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you t- think of like a really dry white wine, there's a <clears throat> lot of flavors, like a Pinot Grigio. I guess. <laughs> That's just what I want to when you. <laughs> I guess I don't know the name of any dry. White wine off the top of my head, but I'm imagining, you know, I've had dry white wines, but kind of, you know, you're getting that um, 
the tartness, the kind of chalkiness, the mineraliness, you mm-hmm. know, of of that, and that's carrying through in here as well. Mm-hmm. The it's not it's not really sour on the tongue. It's not stinky on the tongue, mm-hmm. you know. So some of that horsey cheese rind aroma isn't quite as noticeable in the flavor. I. I don't want to enable the the watery thing, but it's also kind of reminding me of like cucumbered water. I, cucumber, oh, good cucumber, call. yeah, yeah cucumber. cucumber, very good call, yeah. Um, I, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. That's a really good call, actually. At yeah. at the same time, it's it feels just a little muddy to me. Like, um, mm. like there's there's a lot of chords overlapping. There's nothing dissonant. There's nothing that that mm. is. That is hitting me wrong, um, and it feels very drinkable as well. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I almost wish it was just a little bit cleaner, and that there were more uh, notes that were coming through stronger, as opposed to just kind of like a bunch of chords jump bunched up on each other. So, uh, like maybe like they were kind of playing safe a little bit with not pushing too much. No, on I, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't. Go that far okay. in in the description. It's not it's not them playing safe or anything. Uh, I think it's a fine beer to find mm-hmm. Saison. I think like for it to be you know for it, there's a few tweaks to this that could make it world class. Okay, uh, and that would be a little bit cleaner, a little bit more distinct notes. Like if that like cucumber was a great call of you. If that was a little bit more clear, mm-hmm. a little bit more present, um, and then. The the great thing was happening, and there was a little bit of sort of the, uh, um, a background note of the Brett, and maybe um, some of that. It just feels like this all kind of muddled together, as opposed to distinct, clear notes that can be pulled out. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I really, actually, am really enjoying about it is has it has a different finish. Um, it it for at least I am. I'm getting a like a drier. Well, it goes back to your dry. Uh, wine kind of thing where it's like I'm getting like a, a dry like grassy kind of finish it, it feels almost nitpicky for me to, to, to hit it with this but it does feel like you know if I'm giving real notes like mm-hmm. I, I like this a lot it could be better and it could be it could be pulling those notes out and really highlighting them and, and, and starring mm-hmm. them you know I so when I see Saison on the label, there's a certain thing that I'm wishing for deep inside. Just like when I'm seeing Imperial Stout or, you know, and I'm looking for not necessarily this big Brett character, but a certain Saison. So I have to, and this this isn't that beer. So I need to pivot and start looking at, you know, just... In the auspices of a Brett beer, what do I think about this? Because it's not going to live up to my mm-hmm. idealistic dreams of world-class saison. Right. And, and that's not a big deal, right? Because it, they have to put something on the label. This one said it was a Kolsch, right? But it was obscenely hoppy, so, you know, the farm fresh for it. Well, it's, it's a session IPA, is what said. Right, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm not really trying to pigeonhole this one or judge it against Phantom. Or anything like that, mm-hmm. or Susan Saison Dupont. You know, you could use so, some pepperiness. Is that what you're getting at? Well, if we're trying to steer it that, but I'm not saying it doesn't mm-hmm. need to go into no, it doesn't that need to realm because I it's like also call, I mean, it's also yeah. a lot more bretty than any traditional saison is. Yeah, I think part of my problem is that 
like I said, there's no dissonant notes, but all the chords seem together on the piano. Mm-hmm. Right? They all seem to be in sort of one area. Whereas they, if you had some pepperiness over here, like on the other, like further on, on, on one um, of the yeah, other side. Yeah, no, no. I think it needs I, a little bit of that hit flavor in there. No, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is there's interesting flavors in there, but they're all in the same space. Mm-hmm. And they're not using the whole palette. Yes. You know, so if you want to get it from music and get into art, right, they're not using the whole color palette. You, mm-hmm. know? you know, there's a really a of, interesting there's a lot of blues. negative space. Right now, here. this is just yeah. a major triad chord, but what we really want is a major <laughs> ninth with a sharp 11. That's exactly what we want right <laughs> now. Assuming that's not dissonant, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, not to my ears. Okay. <laughs> Well, to the classicals, maybe. Sure. Well, I mean, you know. So what I'm saying. This yeah. is not to to everybody. Is you know, this is a saison through and through, or at least this is a redded beer through and through. This is not going to be everybody's, you know, to everybody's mm-hmm. liking. For people who like red beers, I think this is going to be this is a very drinkable thing. But it's yeah, it could use more of that negative space. Yeah, I mean, if you compare this to other you know widely available beers like saison brett from Boulevard, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've had that. But you know, this one is. Brettier, right? There's more of that Brett character in less of the, like the malt isn't as apparent in this one because the Brett is pulling in so much flavor. So you know, if you really are digging on the Brett forward beers, I think this is for you. I think I would like to have have it see a little more balance. I'd like the malt to stand up a little mm-hmm. bit more. And if you're talking about you know having some off angle highlights of some spiciness or you know, something else, you know, I think that could just help um, increase the depth of this. Yes. Agreed. I think we all got the same place. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, though, but I, I totally agree. Like, yeah, I think I can use one. We one have that, we have that luxury on this show yeah. of of drinking amazing beers. And yeah. You're like, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> The, the fact of the matter is that uh, even even the best beer, well, not not exactly the best beer, but even most great, good to great beers could use some improvement or could have some mm-hmm. uh, something that, that they're lacking that could use it. And yeah, like you said, it, it is sort of a luxury that we can we can do that in the show, not just necessarily poo poo it, but at least we can say. Look, this is good, but here's what could make it better, or here's some way in which yeah, it could... I hear you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to sound like we're, you know, trying to say like, don't, you know, like no speaking not, to the brewer or anything like that. You know, I, I just, yeah, you know, I think we just need to let it go. I think we set our piece yes. and, and uh, move on. So now we go back to hobby. Um, or do you want to do the porter and then say? Why don't the we hobby do the porter us? and save the hobby right. for us? So this is uh, from Riverwalk Brewing. This is the Storm Door Porter. Six point three percent alcohol. Six point three percent alcohol by volume. Storm Door Brewing. I'm coughing is less this week, but it's still Newburyport, Massachusetts. And um, Riverwalk Beer is their Twitter handle. Are you done coughing? You yeah, can pull up your information. I, just, not, I, don't, I don't really have oh. any information, unfortunately. Six point three percent, like you said, and uh, I was just trying to fill the air. What's uh, this beer called? Storm Door Porter. They have a loaded noble, a loaded 
logo. It's a garden gnome coming out of a hatch of a submarine. <laughs> Interesting. Um, this is a the, winter. I'd love to know the story behind that sometime. Winter seasonal uh, with spices, they say, on the can. With vanilla and spices, vanilla it says and on spices. the can, yes. And there's vanilla flowers floating around the submarine. Yes. Uh, the color is black. If you hold up to the light, you can see some brown highlights, but really it's just black. Yeah. Uh, it's got not much of a head on it uh, after three pours from a 16-ounce can. This is canned on November 30th. Vanilla beans and cinnamon. Well, it gets the aroma has like that chocolatey vanilla mm-hmm. strength to it. I'm not getting too much of a cinnamony kind of scent out of it. I'm mostly just getting the, the, the malts. And I, I the, find that the vanilla flavor is pretty restrained in the aroma. You know, I'm getting mm-hmm. some cocoa. I'm getting some roast. I'm getting something that's uh, a little bit like licorice. It, in the like like a baker's licorice in the aroma, you know, I was expecting like bigger, sweeter vanilla. So it, it seems I, restrained, and I yeah, kind of but I'm it's still there. It's still prevalent, right? I'm happy that it's mm-hmm. not like vanilla. Yeah, because I mean, right. I've definitely had right. some that are just overpowered. I'm also happy that the spice is, is restrained to at least one, just one spice, as opposed to like a cornucopia of spices. Oh, we put nutmeg mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah allspice yeah. and. Nice plus. There's, there's like spices. a caramel note coming through, or like a dolce de leche type. Oh note yeah, or a flan. Mm. Almost like actually, it, you mentioned caramel. And I'm, it's kind of making me think of toffee. Sure, sure. Okay, so while the vanilla is restrained in the aroma, it is not restrained in the flavor. It is. That's the first thing I tasted, and it's it, strong, and it's it mm-hmm. carried through like. Everything I tasted for most of that yeah. first sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like you put a drop or two of vanilla extract in, in it, this. Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it was very strong. I don't think it, I felt it as strong as you two did. Um, I'm getting kind of like a coffee roast, like a vanilla coffee, kind of vanilla latte, little cot, like that kind of. Well, I mean, that's what does vanilla coffees do is, right? They just put some vanilla extract in there to, I, I, I assume. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming Keurig isn't the right. one I drank on Saturday was not <coughs> real, but yeah. But that's are. what that's what it made me think of it. That coffee vanilla. I'm not really getting too much of. Well, I'm going back in for a second. See, to me, that's a detraction and a distraction uh, to have something that has so much of the so-called work coffee flavors. Even though there's not coffee in here, yeah, um, it does. Feel a little artificial in terms of of the way the the vanilla is put. I, I will I will agree. I don't I think agree. this is artificial vanilla. I think these are probably vanilla beans. But it, for some reason, the, the yeah, strength says it's real vanilla. Yeah, uh, it's it's strong. Yeah, for me, it doesn't taste extracty. It, it tastes it doesn't legit. taste extracty. It tastes legit, but it's potent. It's potent. Yeah, it's it the it's potency very... that that feels mm-hmm. more. Well, you're associating it most of the times. You have something that potent. It does come from extract. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm okay with this. Um, would I like it toned down so I could taste other parts of the beer? Yes, yes. I'd like that. 
is this a bad beer in my glass? Is this would Heather like this? Yes, Heather would like yeah. this. This my parents would like this a lot. Um, th- this is yeah, because you and I and, and Nick, I'm sure would would like to taste more of the porter, right? Like, yes, absolutely. I like porters for whereas this feels more like a flavored beer. Yes, yeah, but I mean, you know, think of rogue chocolate stout. You know, there's a ton of chocolate in that. I try not to. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I'm not much of a rogue fan. I okay. give them time and chocolate. I still think shot. rogue chocolate stout is a good beer. You know, good good beer in the glass. And I think this is in the same kind of ballpark. You know, if you want big dessert flavors. I'm trying to think of the last rogue Southern, I had. Okay, I'm Southern, sure Southern Tier. I'm sure it was one of those. Okay, Southern Tier chocolate. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Southern Tier chocolate. Southern. Is that, yeah. a, is that a... Is that a Passable dessert sweet beer for you? No, not anymore. To me, it tastes too sweet now. Okay. To me, it. it I mean, when we first had it, it was oh wow. But now yeah, these okay. days, I am no. That that okay. is too much. Yeah, so, I'm not into super super sweet. Beer see, either, I think but chocolate I'm not really into is super sweet still still pass. I mean, creme creme brulee and you know mocha. You know those ones not so much, but uh, I think chocolate still plays for me. I had one about a month ago. I, I haven't had it in a while. It, it, it feels, when I remember it, though, the only thing I remember is sweet. It's like, I remember, like, okay. like a, like a it, and what's, weird, what's weird is what's coming to my mind when I think about that beer is not chocolate, but one of those, you know those caramel candies that have the white cream in the middle? Okay, yeah. That's what's coming to mind. So that, that kind of sweetness. Oh, like those uh, cow tails. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Oh, those are good. <laughs> <laughs> those are way too sweet. Those are, yeah, they are, but... Yeah. Man, they're addicting. So, I mean, so back to that. I think this is a fine beer, if you're looking for one of those sweet dessert... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah. If, you, if you want just a sweet beer... I'm actually starting to taste some cinnamon in that sip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, to me, the vanilla, is, the vanilla is definitely not... Extractive to me, I think it's. Legit. It's not. It is not. No, extractive. I. It's just very, very potent. potent. Like at first, like I said, I went to that vanilla coffee thing, but that also kind of proves that it's very strong. If mm-hmm. my first initial thought is, it tastes like extract. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes like something with a, with an extract. But I mean, this isn't as bad as some that I've had, where it's just so artificial flavoring to where yeah. I can't even finish it. I mean, yeah. I, I can finish this, That's but true. I couldn't have more than this glass. <laughs> So we have a Keurig machine at work and a bunch of these, you know, goofy-ass Keurig Mm K-cups. And I I never drink it because we get the good commonplace coffee at work. Mm -hmm. But there was was one that I just had to try. It was Cake Boss Buttercream. Cake Boss. Cake Boss. (laughs) Butter Cake Boss. Cake Boss boss Buttercream Coffee. And what a travesty. What an (laughs) awful... Awful thing it was, <coughs> and I knew it was going to be awful, but I just couldn't pass up Cake Boss buttercream. I can't. I, I've been uh, kind of uh, lazy lately on the coffee, and I've been using the Keurig because it's just it, it's easier and I'm quicker saying, to I, do that. I use my Ninja coffee maker. I love that thing so much. I mean, you have to. I have to take the stuff out of the freezer and. Uh, Chop it up and do the whole thing. It takes a while, and the curing is is easier. Maybe when it gets back to be summer again, I'll start doing it. But some, somehow the winter just doesn't feel 
feel okay. lazier. I don't know what it is. I actually, and most people do. Yeah. It's the darkness. As we drink a dark beer. The darkness. The dark side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our last beer of the night is Santilli from Night Shift. The American India Pale Ale, they call it. So this guy is uh, bronze metal water, metal water, mm, metal water, <coughs> bronze medal winner in the 2016 World Beer Cup American IPA category. Six percent alcohol by volume, named after their address on Santilli Highway in Everett. Should be dated in the bottom of this can, like all night shift cans. Still not good at. Pouring pounders three ways. So I, I must say, though, I am loving how much the can is starting to be used. Twelve twenty-eight for. I'm seeing more craft uh, beer companies use fresh. a can. <laughs> the was also the the Izaka one was also twelve twenty-eight. This is yeah, a little, a little more than two weeks old. No, can't. You're right. I mean, these a lot of these cans are because Greg kind of picked only cans to bring back from Boston because he was flying on an airplane. True. But, um, I mean, I am but, seeing more and more can at the mm-hmm. store and stuff like that. And I, I think it's nice because it's starting to lose that I, stigma. I'm pretty sure we are over 50% cans on the show. Yeah. And it was it was not that way for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the can thing a lot. But, you know, it, it, it's definitely a better way to transport beer. Um, we have to look into that. There are arguments as to whether it's a better way to present beer i suppose or, or to have beer you know does beer last longer in cans versus bottles there's arguments both ways mm-hmm. but this should be fresh enough that it shouldn't matter right it's almost minty the hop stuff that comes yeah, mm-hmm. this is uh, big time hops on that this kind of looks new england ipa-ish in terms of the uh, haziness right this is um it's not quite that murky. It's not quite yeah, that murky. Not... It, it doesn't. It's halfway, halfway there. <laughs> it looks like a little bit of like a like a foggy morning, but yeah, it looks like a pineapple juice that's that's like you said, like foggy pulp free pineapple juice. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Night shift brewing was morning. founded in 2012. Lots of you also mentioned pineapple. There's lots of pineapple or or one of us mentioned pineapple. That's oh, pineapple coming off of this. Almost a papaya. So I'm guessing yeah, mosaic definitely. and galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it has like a mild citrus to it. Yeah, a little apricot too, almost. Mm-hmm. I like the apricot. Papaya is the number one thing when I move on to the flavor. It's kind of that fleshy, little more, you know, um, meaty, creamy. Type body than you know, like, mm. but they're uh, yeah, this is, this is galaxy bit, or mosaic. This is one of those two. There's, uh, a, there's a little bit of grapefruit in there. There is apricot call is nice, that, that fits in there as well. I like the grapefruit, that's uh, one thing that I'm noticing, and which is mm-hmm. it's, it's a very mild, but I feel like that kind of. Flavoring there, um, yeah, I, I, I'm still liking the apricot kind of atmosphere. Um, mm. 
It's just <laughs> nice. It's a little simple. Um, uh-huh. the, the Azaka one we had last week was amazing. This feels a little simpler. <laughs> but it's still very sharp and on point. Mm-hmm. I mean, night. I mean, we have had a, several night shift beers now. Yeah. and There's a couple more in the fridge. They're becoming one of my favorite breweries, yeah. I think. I think this night shift stuff, is, there's something behind this thing. Um, they're making beer. And yeah, this one, to me, the papaya is the main thing. You kind of kind of take that sip and you're, you're bathed in the papaya and then these other things are on the fringes, the grapefruit, the apricot. Um, maybe some mango. It's really not really clear whether the mango's in there or not. But um, I'm digging this. Just uh, the overall impression of this. I'm digging. Yeah, like is there anything to zero in and geek out for 20 minutes? I probably not. Like the last time with the Azaka. I, I see what you mean about the the mango, but I'm not sure if I am quite pulling that. And kind of with Nick here, that the mango is um, periphery. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. I didn't say. Um, you know, pineapple, I was saying the papaya. Was, pineapple papaya. Yeah, was I like the, the pineapple, and I haven't had any papayas lately, so I can't put that on. I just keep thinking of Kramer from also, Seinfeld every um, time you say it. <laughs> a little bit. Of, what were those um, small ones that uh, from the Spanish store? You know, I'm talking about the. I'm not. Sure. Give me something else. I'm not sure. They're like the round. <laughs> That was great, great description. They're round little fruits. <laughs> round fruits. Right. The size of a very large grape. Right. Uh, they were kind of greenish. I'm not sure, man. Someone is yelling at their no. radio right now. Yeah. Going, it's this. It's, it's. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, is that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting blend of hops for sure. It has like um kind of like a a little bit of like a peppery finish. Yeah. Guava. Oh, okay. Guava. Okay. Uh, but the peppery finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was getting a little bit of yeah, like that's a, some, it's come from the east, I think, and it's um it's good. Uh I like it. Compare the bitterness of this one versus the Cambridge. Right where the Cambridge started mm-hmm. piling up on your tongue. Yeah, yes. this one yeah. doesn't, and this one is kind of washed yeah. clean every sip. This is mm-hmm. your phase three all the way. It's really good. It has a lot of cop character mm-hmm. to it. I mean, you guys, you you kept saying uh, simple. This is my first introduction <coughs> to uh, Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had them before, but I, I like simple beers for times like simple. Oh no, simple is good. Yeah, simple, I mean the fact that you're good. constantly not always like, See, oh, that- well, I'm getting this like, extravagant thing, but but it's, there's a difference between. Simple and um, and easy. Mm-hmm. Simple is hard to do. Yeah, I, I mean, and I can agree. A simple beer can be one of the best beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really great simple pilsner that is clean and crisp and delivers on all the pilsner aspects is one of the best beers I can think of. Uh even though it's not going to be a whole lot of super, you know, it's not going to be a, a punch of flavor in your face. It's going to be just a super, it's still going to be a compelling beer. Um, it becomes one of your go-to beers. Yeah, it's like, ah, yeah. oh, if you got this, I'll have that. A simple beer isn't muddy. A simple beer isn't, uh, isn't 
un isn't necessarily it's beer is, is not complex, but it isn't necessarily uh, un underdone. Mm-hmm. It's it's digestible, right? You're getting everything. It's giving you kind of like mm-hmm. one little bite, and you can get it. You don't yeah. have to, you know, spend a lot of time figuring yeah. it out. I mean, we got this beer in the first sip or two, mm-hmm. and then we were just admiring it. Yeah. After that, right? That that's the simple beer. And depending on the night, or you know how you're, how the flight is, whatever happened, you may be craving a more complex beer, or you may be craving a more simple beer. I but, mean that flux all the time. I mean I feel every yeah. time I go out, it's like, well, I'm kind of in the mood for something. That I mean, I know I'm gonna get, and I don't have to sit there and think. If you're looking for a complex, we talked about it on on the pre-show. But if you're looking for a complex beer, you'd go for like dry like you go for like a sour, yeah, exactly, interesting stuff that has you know a lot of dimensions to it. If you're looking for simpler, you go to something like Grist House. Or to me, the the, the best uh, thing in the area would be to go to Brew Gentleman because then those are pretty simple. But simplicity is is sort of they often say complexity is the hallmark of design. I disagree. Simplicity is the hallmark mm-hmm. of design. If you can make something simple and, and yeah. awesome, well, that which, shows real work. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing I forgot to mention to Jeff, which I'm not sure if you were aware of, but the Dancing Gnome, they studied under Brew Gentlemen. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that was one thing I do know about them. They, one they thing I do know about way. local beers is Heather and I had a date night the other night, and I tried three beers from local breweries I'd never had. I had three strikes. They were there's a lot of I new was, ones that just I was opened up very <laughs> very unsatisfied i was like oh i should have just ordered headhunter <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's part of the the lottery i guess you're yeah. playing in, in some sense and it's, it's all part- i wanted was a beer like I wanted a simple, delicious beer mm-hmm. like this night chip. You tweeted and about that. I think yeah. I remember saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Dick. How would you feel about this? Can I put you on the spot to the first ranking of the night? Sure, I would love to. Actually, oh, that's a good idea, right? Because then he won't play off of our. I never. Qu- I, mean, quotes, I never do though. Quotes, expert opinion. Yes. Yeah, but I never do that because no, I always no, have mine no, pre-written. I, I, I you've always done afterwards. I want to see. I want to hear what you think first. Sure. Um, I didn't write down too much on the night shift yet. So, are we starting them now? Uh, if you want, we can we can hold off for a little bit while you write stuff down. Yeah, please. Uh, so we had. Let's, let's get all the beers in yeah, uh, front of here. So we have uh, the Bent Water, the uh, right. Cambridge. First beer of the night was the. Fort Hill Brewery Farmer's Fresh. Right. This was that session IPA session, yeah. with Kolsch grain bill and potentially lagered. Then we had Second the Bent Water, beer. right? We had the Bent Water, I think. Yes, is. the Bent Water was the American Weed Ale. That's the one where it seemed very vanilla up front. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nick and I thought it turned into kind of the cream ale towards the end. Then we had that one. Third the was child. the CBC... Um, Cambridge Brewing Company Flowers Child IPA. And this one was kind of that phase two IPA with Simcoe and yep. stuff in it, the uh, Centennial Chinook. The bitterness kind of built on that one. There was a Saison. Then we moved on to the Cellar West Saison. Big Saison. When I first tasted that, I was getting mm-hmm. a, kind of like a cheese rind type of that. And then we went through it, and just the, the, the Bretty character was really the main star there. Then we had the Riverwalk Stormdoor Porter, which was the spiced porter with vanilla and cinnamon. 
a big vanilla flavor. Hit it in the nose, we're like, oh, it's restrained. And then we take a sip and <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> and then the final beer was the Centilli from Night Shift Brewing, which was the tropical IPA. Big on papaya. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I feel honored in being the first one to cast aside. So, um, to start off, which I think I am going to be the only one that puts this in first. Uh, should I do first to last? Or? You usually go last to first, but last you do first. I couldn't remember. You could throw um, a wrench in that. No, I'll do last to first. Uh, we're going to start off then with uh, the River Walk, the Storm Door. Um, my reasonings behind that one is mostly due to... Um, I agreed with the majority. I think we all kind of agreed there was a little bit too much vanilla in that. Uh, we, I wanted to taste more of the porter. I wanted to get to other flavors, but I felt like it was kind of... I was stuck with, like, two flavors. I was stuck with the, the cocoa and the vanilla, but I know there was more to that beer, but I felt like I was being suppressed by okay. the amount of flavoring within that. Going from there is to the Cambridge Flower Child. Um, I enjoyed the... Uh, the growth of it and that was also the beer that I called the the doll of it and I did like that I thought it was a very good beer all the beers tonight I thought for the most part were very good quality beers I didn't think anything was really like but there was nothing that was, that was yeah you know, I mean there was one it, 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 yeah. it wasn't rogue so there was nothing really <laughs> where I was just These guys are so mean <laughs> oh come on we've had, we've had beers we've drank we've had plenty yeah. where we you know poured them out this but you didn't call them rogue <laughs> <laughs> Rogue One, I meant. I was talking about oh, Rogue One. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed the citrus flavor of it, the floral aspect, but to me, it wasn't anything that really stood out of the crowd. So sort of the K2SO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was K2LO. I don't remember. Uh, four will go to Fort Hill, the farm. Um, I really, I mean, I, it, it was a good beer. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the idea of taking a Kolsch and doing something different with it. I liked the the, the risk of that. And I thought they did a, a fairly decent job. I really enjoyed the beer from start to finish. I had no, any real strong things about it, like uh, issues with it. I thought it was a, overall a good quality beer. From four, we are going to the Bent Water Pearl Wheat. Um... I really enjoyed the uh, strong vanilla flavor from it. Uh, the carbonated full bodiness was really enjoyable about it. Uh, and the the cream ale-ish, I, I liked that because it wasn't the cream corn kind of mm -hmm. aspect of it. So I enjoyed that cream ale-ish thing because I can't tolerate when it's just strictly cream corn when I order like a cream sure. ale, yeah. which that one was not a cream ale to begin with. But that was just what I kept I know, I agree with you. Yeah. It brought that to the table for sure or mm -hmm. something along the lines of a cream ale. Uh, two is the night shift. Um to me, I, I like the simple, easy going. Well, not easy, but the the simple aspect of it that it was just you're gonna get this, you're going to enjoy it, and that's that. Have a good beer, hang out with your friends, have a nice relaxing night, and that's how I felt drinking the night shift. To me, I'm gonna order a six pack of that. I'm gonna go to my buddy's house and I'm gonna play Mysterium, and I'm gonna drink that all <laughs> night, and it's gonna be fun. And I'm going to put at the top the Cellar West, the West Field. 
Um, I do have a little bit, as of late, I've noticed myself really going towards Saison's. <coughs> now, this one's a little bit not so much traditional, which I guess I really enjoyed. I like the the cucumber-esque of it. I like the white grape. I loved whenever you brought the white wine because I kind of went to the Pinot Grigio. Um, that's also one of my favorite wines, so that might okay. be why. Um, to me, that was my favorite overall. I think that there is still a little bit more that could be added to it. And the fact that it has that potential, I think that makes it even better because it, it could be tweaked with to make it even, like you said, a world-class beer. Um, I like that idea for it. And I personally, I enjoyed that from start to finish. And I didn't really have anything else to really add to it except maybe, yeah, I, I can agree that we can add a little bit more to it, but what was presented to me was already a nice okay. quality beer. Okay. I'll go. All right. Go for it. Um, in sixth place for me, the uh, the Cambridge. Um, a little too much bitterness leaving me with, you know, a little, little too phase two IPA-ish to kind of stay, stay over, overstaying its welcome a bit on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Um Stuff that I'm not super much a fan of, but yeah, nothing was a drain port tonight. Nothing was, nothing was bad. Nothing, nothing was anything that. Uh, I mean, if you had that in a bar, you'd be fine with it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just in in this state where we're really, oh, you know, some would say over analyzing. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. If, we, if we're really looking at, you know, we're we're, we're almost looking for faults, and it's 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 the beers that that fall through that sieve. Um, well, that are the exceptional ones, I think. Yeah, so, looking for faults or, you know, looking to be engaged. You yeah. Know, like deeply right. engaged. By yeah, I mean, like it, it depends up. on how, you know, I think you can yeah. look at it from both edges. Mm-hmm. It's a, that is sort of a, a glass half full, glass half empty way of, you know, depending on how you want to look at it. It, it could be, you could call us looking for faults or, like you say, right. we're looking to be wowed. We're expecting every beer to be really good. We are. I mean, that, that's the thing. Going in, we we, we expect the best, and uh, you know, we will we will hit on something if it isn't up to sure. that mm-hmm. high a standard. That doesn't mean these beers aren't good. Mm-hmm. We've had beers that are just not good. <laughs> None of these beers qualify in right. that level. Uh, number five, the uh, River Walk. It's a little too strong of the vanilla. Uh, just a little you cut back on the amount of vanilla beans you're sticking in there, and I think you that would have been more pleasing. Uh, it would have not felt so sweet and not felt so uh, you know hitting over the head with the vanilla as opposed to being able to. I would have one taste that um, that beer is underneath there. I don't want the beer to be just a platform for giving me vanilla. Um, in fourth place, the bent water. Uh, I didn't get quite the cream ale you're going for. I did get the grassy notes that you got at the end, and it, it, it turned from this sort of vanilla-ish thing to that was the kind of vanilla that I would have liked to see in the river, <laughs> in, yeah. in the in the river walk was that kind of vanilla, but it was still didn't feel like it was overpowering the beer. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but what came afterwards wasn't as good as the first phase, but it was still decent. But that sort of second part of the beer felt a little bit uh, uh, undercooked. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. in, in third place the Cellar West I, we concentrated on this for a lot of talking and uh, maybe part of it is because you know it was sent to us 
uh, by a brewer who wanted you know our opinion on it. And but a, a, another part of it is it was very interesting. There was a lot going on, uh, and I also feel like there was there was a lot to say about the beer. Um, and as Nick alluded to, the the improvements that could be made are minor, but they would bring it up a notch. That you know they they could make this beer into something really incredible. Uh, as it is now, it's just really good. Um, and in uh, second place, I'm going to put the night shift. Santilli, very very good, very nice and simple, simple and good at what it's doing and uh like that a lot it's got that phase three going which we're all all <laughs> on board for these phase three tropical ipas but in first place i'm gonna put the first beer of the night the fort hill i really liked it i really liked the kolsch with a lot of hops uh that as a session ipa to me is a much more interesting thing than the most of session ipas that i get uh so i got a malt that was different from a traditional pale ale or or, or traditional IPA, uh, that Pilsner malt with a little bit a little bit of extra stuff and some fruitiness going on, and then the hops in addition, and they felt kind of like they were, as opposed to we talked about the Southern West being all all chords combined on on the piano. These chords felt separate. They felt like they were from different places, but they they were playing the same melody, and that worked really well. All right, my turn. My rankings are pretty similar to Greg's. I liked all six beers tonight. So the last place one, I'm going to call the hard luck loser because he has to be in last place. Definitely not deserving of a last place ranking. But that's going to be the CBC. And I think it's because of that that building bitterness that beer had where, you know, we're in 2017 now. You can do IPAs. Where you don't have to pile on the bitterness. You don't have to be stone Mm -hmm. of 1999 Mm -hmm. to make an IPA anymore. So, you know, that was a ding on that one. But it was still a good beer. I I liked the the flavors in there. It was a blend of citrusy and piney. And it worked out well. But because the bitterness built, I'm going to throw that in last place. (coughs) I'm going to put the Riverwalk that... um, Vanilla Porter, Vanilla Cinnamon Porter in fifth place. I think I like this more than Greg did and than Nick did. And I think that there's an audience for this beer, for sure. I oh, think, yeah. I agree. you know, it was a well-done Vanilla Porter. In our moods tonight, I wanted to be able to taste more nuance in the beer. And this isn't a beer for nuance, necessarily. This is a beer for making a good dessert sweet beer. And I think they did a good job on that. I mean, I think Heather would, you know, dig it. Mm-hmm. She would order several glasses of that if we were out and able to get it. And that's not saying that my wife has uncomplicated palate. She, but she likes sweet porters and mm-hmm. things like that. She would dig it for sure. In fourth place... I'm going to put the Bentwater as well. That one, I think I agree with just about everything Greg said when he was describing it. You know, it had that neat vanilla flavor up front, kind of vanilla flavor that you, we'd like to see in the Riverwalk. But 
you know, I really dig when I get a wheat beer that has that creamy vanilla flavor. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice angle. And this isn't the only beer we've had it on. But I like that, that American wheat with the vanilla note, you know, vanilla flower notes, blossom, something like that. It really works well. I dug that. So now third place. I'm going to put the Cellar West as well. Uh, it was a good beer. There was nice things going on there. I mean, big Brett character. But I think, you know, I can I can see the kind of the ability in that beer. And I want... I want, to see, I want to see it do better. I want to see it excel next time. So one of the things we talked about is like all, everything it was doing was like all in the same part of the spectrum or all in the same octave. And it could have branched out a little bit and gave us a little bit more dynamicism, you know, pulling something out from a different part of the flavor spectrum. Now here's where I'm going to flip, flip with Greg. I'm going to put the uh, Fort Hill in second place. I like this guy. Um, it was neat. The the Kolsch base on a Session IPA made it different. It took those American hops, the Summit, the, I think the Nugget, if I remember right, and made them seem a little more continental, a little more spicy, probably because of the kinds of esters I was getting off of the um, in the off the beer and the, the grain bill, that Pilsner malt, I think really made a big difference on that. And then this Night Shift. Uh, you know, we talked about it being simple, but, you know, it's simply stating what it is and phase three ipa you know those new tropical ipas papaya was the main note there i just dug it and you know I, i'm starting to associate this little owl hop logo with good beer <laughs> i think night shift is doing some great stuff yeah i agree all right do it that and that's <laughs> Crafty Radio. We uh, appreciate you taking it. It's hard to do the outro with. Here, just listen to a little bit of this Mario Brothers, and then I'll do the outro. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Bear. That's at CBR Greg. Uh, you don't care about me. Nick, yeah, come on, give it to us. I think it's Any Jones Music. That's it. Any Jones. N E Jones Music. Uh, beer at Craft Beer Radio for the email. And uh, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. And to play us out, I got. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> I got something I've been waiting to play all night here. Yo, my name is Nicholas, and this is ridiculous. Got mad gummy money, and it is deliciousness. Okay. That's for Nicholas. So oh, thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. It. And it is N.E. Jones music. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> 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 <laughs>